Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how KJ started KJ Media Company. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. KJ, welcome to Local Matters. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. It's great to see you. I feel like I see you everywhere these days, and you're all over social media. What have you been up to? (laughs) I mean, I don't know how long we can make this podcast, but in a nutshell, what are you doing these days? Well, I decided during the pandemic to become an entrepreneur and went full time into all of the things that I love. Uh, And one of the things when I kind of cleared that space and went, uh, you know, I want to, I want to follow my passion and I love to tell stories. Uh, one of these things that organically came about was a brand new show called Paranormal Crossroad. And I, I feel like I'm in my happy place. I feel like there's a lot of things that have kind of been leading to this crossroad, if you will. (laughs) So you're starting a TV show. I am. When is that going to launch? Can we say? Yes. Yes. It premieres on July 17th on WNDY TV channel 23. So exciting. If I wish you could see her face right now. I mean, your smile is bigger than the Joker. Your (laughs) eyes are just sparkling. You're so excited and I'm so happy for you. Thank you. How exciting. And you know, a lot of people know you from radio. Yes. First, which Ironically, I used to fill in for you on the Smiling Morning Show when you were on vacation. It's so funny because our entire <laughs> radio careers, we never saw each other because you were there when I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So we knew who each other were for a long time before we had actually met. I think the first time we met was maybe at the track. Yes. I think it was at the track. Yes. Um, which is where you meet a lot of media people, sure actually, because everybody assumes we all know each other. And we don't. Um, we know of each other, though, for sure. Yeah. So long career in radio, big presence on social media. I mean, how many followers do you have now? Uh, I've got uh, like 22,000 on Facebook and then like 10 on Twitter. And I don't look it's at it. It's a really big yeah, deal, it's by a the lot. way, if you're yeah. wondering. It's a really big <laughs> deal. Um, and you've helped a lot of businesses with their social media. You have a podcast as well. I do. I do. I have uh, the Kind of Nerdy Girls podcast, which was the little thing I took with me when I left radio. Um, I had actually started that uh, so that my, my program director would tell me that I couldn't talk about Star Wars and Harry Potter so much on the show. So I was like, well, I'll go over here. <laughs> um, Um, And that has been a a wonderful experience and a a joy to continue doing. Sometimes you don't know how important something is to you until you are doing it yourself for free. (laughs) And how long am I going to keep doing this? Right, right. But rebuilding that show um, was really amazing. So that's part of the KJ Media Company, uh, the kind of nerdy girls, and now Paranormal Crossroad are my two big things. And I'm I'm still on radio. I'm on Shine 99 in North Central Indiana. So I got it all covered still. Did you always want to go into entertainment? I mean, what did you want to be when you grew up? I did. Uh, the first job I ever really wanted to have was to be the 
head dancer on Solid Gold. Oh. I don't know if you remember that show from I the I know 80s. what you're speaking of. I never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was a big deal because, you know, artists at the time couldn't get showcased like they can now, mm-hmm. you know? And so this was a show that Hall & Oates would go on or Rick Springfield would go on. I mean, Janet Jackson was on it, but they had this, this dance crew that choreographed all of these amazing dances while the you know, hot new music artists performed. And I wanted to be the one that was choreographing the dances and doing all the dancing. So that was my first uh, first idea that I was ever mm-hmm. going to grow up to be something. And I was crushed when it got canceled. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. Now I just Are you dance. over it yet? Are I, you okay? I dance alone in my office <laughs> and pretend I'm on solid gold. So how did you break into radio? Um, because of the fact that I knew I wanted to be in entertainment somehow. And I grew up in, in such a small town um, when figuring out how am I going to get there? Well, there's a radio station. And I uh ran to the grocery store one day when I heard that the morning show DJ was broadcasting from my grocery store and I screamed at my mother, I'm going to get a candy bar. And she didn't understand what was happening. And when I came home, she was like, did you get a candy bar? I said, I got a candy bar and I got an internship. I you was, got an internship. I got an internship. I walked up to that morning show guy and I said, I, I was almost in tears. Like I was shaking. He was my hero. Right. And I was like, I just... I just want to do what you do, and I want to be in the entertainment industry. And he said, do you want to learn how to do it? You can start coming in, and we'll teach you how to do things. And I said yes, and I drove my mother's big old station wagon to the radio station three times a week, and I learned how to do radio. And by the time I got out of college, I had four and a half years of experience, and I actually got a job out of college. Wow, <laughs> yeah. which is rare. It's so rare. So rare. One, it's yes. rare to graduate college and be in radio. Yes. Two, it's rare to get a job in radio or what you want to be in immediately out of college. Yeah. Too. So yeah. how old were you when you started that internship? I was 17. 17. Yes. And so what was your first radio gig? Uh, my first full-time gig, I worked part-time all the way through college. Uh, first gig out of uh, college was at a station called Sweet 98 in Omaha. And it was a legendary top 40 radio station. So I was really excited to go there. Um, and I, I only spent about six months there. And then I actually moved on to a station in Detroit, which was another legendary station uh, called DRQ. And they got bought. And that was my first sad radio experience. Mm-hmm. Like, wah, wah, your yeah. job's going away. You haven't made it in radio until you've been fired. Correct. That's that's kind of our, our inside joke. So born and raised in Wisconsin. Then you went to Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. then Detroit, Michigan. Yep. How did you find yourself in Indiana? Uh, well, I started reaching out to my connections in radio and was like, I just got to Detroit and we just got bought and I'm not going to have a job. So what do I do? And a friend of mine, you know, it's all about who, you know, a friend of mine knew the program director here at WZPL in Indianapolis, and they were looking for a promotions assistant. And I was like, I'll take anything. Uh, really? Yeah. So not on the air, not on the air. No, I never actually wanted to be on the air. Uh, my, my good friend Smiley, when he moved here, I helped hire him. Uh, he called me that morning and said, I thought there'd be a big party for me. I thought there'd be people here. I've never done a show by myself. Will you please come in? 
And that was how I ended up on the Smiley Morning Show. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yes. I joked that it just took them 14 years to finally find someone permanently. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How long did you do that show? It was 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I fought it in the beginning. I really didn't. When they said, we're going to keep you on here full time because your chemistry is great and this uh-huh. is what we want. I said, it's not what I want. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, I mean, yes. that's a dream job. The behind the people. scenes of the Smiley Morning Show and how it got off the ground. My goodness. That's my book right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can definitely add author to your resume soon for sure with that one. Man, that'd be a top seller, I think. Oh, boy. I really, really I'd have think to get some be. permission to tell some stories. <laughs> yeah, and a really good lawyer. Yes. A really, really good lawyer. So you've been through the ringer in radio and everything that goes about with it, and now you're an entrepreneur. I am. What I kind of figured out is that all of these things that I do all fall under what I really love, which is telling a good story. So whether it's, you know, radio or TV or podcasting, um, all of these things are about getting it, getting with someone and figuring out like, what's your story? Because the average person thinks that they're not extraordinary and I am here to say that if you sit down with me, I'll figure it out and tell you that you are because everybody has an extraordinary story. Coming up, the challenges and successes KJ has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Hey, it's Jason from McFarling Foods, your local distributor and restaurant partner, and I'm speaking with Lexi Dames, one of our associate buyers at McFarling Foods. Hey, what's up? Lexi, what is your other job? I am the current Miss Circle City 2021. Uh, You'll be competing for the title of? Miss Indiana USA at the end of July. Wow. I feel like we have a celebrity working right there at McFarling Foods. It's super cool. I am so lucky and blessed to be representing such an amazing city. Um, You know, the city of Indianapolis, the Circle City. So as Miss Circle City, what are some of the things that you get to do? So what I've been doing is I've just visiting some businesses, visiting restaurants, visiting different sporting events, just to show the the people of the city that I love so much that I'm there and I'm there to represent them. Good luck, Lexi. Your whole team at McFarling Foods is here to support you. That's what being a part of the community is all about. For more information, go to McFarling.com. We've been chatting with KJ of KJ Media Company, who started doing her business 
technically in 2017, but you went full-time last year, right? Correct. I, I started my own business because I was getting requested to do voice work and appearances of things outside of the radio station. So I started that, if you would, side business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it really evolved and just um, became something that I, I wanted to do full-time, as scary as it was in March. It was like, well, I set a date and this is what I'm doing. <laughs> there you go. What's been the hardest part about being a business owner? Um, gosh, <laughs> the one hardest part, uh, I think. You can say a couple. It's okay. You can throw out a few. I mean, I will say right now, uh, being you know the only one that's doing everything, that learning uh, how to run my business was really important to me. So you know, I mean, sending invoices when I need to be paid. Yeah, <laughs> a big one. I used to just get a paycheck every two weeks. Right now, I don't get anything unless I send an invoice. Right, and when you start your own business, I mean, it's usually something you love. Yes. Right? So you kind of forget about the technical aspects of it. Right. Right. So you're like, hey, not a hobby. Yeah. Get paid or it's not a business. Yeah. That is that has been the hardest part. And really seeing that um, my time has has value and that I need to be in charge of putting that in front of people and making the decision. If you want me to do this, this is how much it will cost. That has been very scary for me because I never had to do that in my life. Well, it's not the experience, especially in the entertainment industry. No. I mean, it takes a long time for you to be able to stand up for yourself and fight for what you deserve, especially when you find out what your coworkers are making and you're like, how is this fair at all? It's not a, that's not a kind place whatsoever. And you're afraid, you're afraid to stand up for yourself because standing up for yourself might mean you don't have a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your job depends on whether people like you or not. Yes. Which is a whole nother podcast. It really is. KJ, what's been the most rewarding part about being your own boss? I think discovering that uh, the way that I saw myself was very different from the way that people have come to know me, which was, I was like, I'm a, I'm a DJ. What, what do I do if I'm not a DJ? And so many other people knew me from social media and have never listened to me on the radio or knew my podcast and have never, don't follow me on social media or they've met me at comic cons because I tour those and work with celeb photo ops and they didn't even know I was a media person. So it was like this amazing eye-opening experience that I, and I, um, I thank my coach for coming up with this term or at least giving it to me. I don't know if she created it, but she's like, you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur. People know you for doing different things and you love doing different things. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be in a box. And when I realized that, that what I'm doing with my time is choosing my passions and it's okay to have more than one as long as I balance it out with a business plan that makes sense, I really started waking up every day and just enjoying what I was doing to the point that I still forget to send invoices. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm working on it. (laughs) Well, then maybe we know the answer to this next question. Uh, What would you tell others that want to start their own business? What do you want them to know? Um, You want to do, I'm such a big believer in doing what you love and, and whatever your purpose is and really finding that, but also 
also knowing the value of what you're doing and not compromising it in hopes that people like what you're doing. Um, that's been really hard and it's still a struggle for me. And I have to put myself in the mindset of if this person says no to what I charge, then they just don't see the value or it's not right for them right now, but it's not personally against me because I have value. So I think it's really important to go into it and know what that means. And I had to do some market research to see, like, what do you charge for things? You know, like, I, I think it's important that you look at that so that you have a plan going, I'm going to pursue my passion, but I also know that I'm going to be able to fund it, that there is value to it. And this is what I will have to do and what I will need to charge to do what I love. I think that's a struggle for so many people. Too. It's terrible. It's, and they make the value personal. Yes. You know, I, I have a big problem with undercharging. Yes. I do too. I have a wonderful financial planner who reminds me that, and that was money well spent, that you, you think like, oh, I can't afford someone to help me with my finances. I can't afford my finances. Mm -hmm. That it was money well spent. When I started having that inkling um, around the holidays that I was really moving in a different direction and I called my financial planner and I'm like, I know what you're going to say to me. This is a terrible idea. I should not quit my job in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> because I have a feeling that it's right. <laughs> and, and she actually said to me, no, you've done the work. You've got your finances in a place. You've been responsible. This is when it gets fun. So do this. And I would have never never taken the leap had I not a year ago got myself a financial planner who I thought was just making sure that I refinanced at a good rate, mm -hmm. but actually was getting me in a place where I could truly go into business for myself. And that was an amazing feeling. So I would definitely say, if you don't know that financial part, I didn't either get a really, not, not necessarily, it, it, you want someone who is helping you build your life. It's not about knowing the stocks. Yeah, I still don't understand any of that stuff. Yeah, up, down, good, bad. That's about as good as I get. But having someone where you can say, I want to start a business and this is what I want to do. How do I do that? And they can help you with that part so that you can follow your creative part. That was really amazing. And I recommend that. Why does supporting local and being known as an Indiana original matter to you? It's so, I mean, it's such a big deal um, for me, especially because this community has been so good to me, um, you know, going into business after being on the radio for so long. Um, that local connection is truly what, um, what has gotten me where I am. So having, having those roots, knowing your community, making an impact and seeing it with people who are also doing the same thing is so cool. You know, I mean, it's we get that there, sometimes there's costs and you're like, do I need to go look for the the most affordable way to do this? But sometimes if you have a conversation with a local business owner, you figure out I can do this for you and you can do this for me and we can both benefit. Um, and that is how I've gotten this far is really the local connections and understanding um, not only how important it is to put money back into the community that you're in, but to support other people who are working just as hard as you are on their passion. 
it just it I feel like it it grows exponentially when you start working with other local businesses who who have their passion and can fit all of the pieces together to elevate each other. Well, and speaking of community support, I mean, you just had a huge example of community support when you decided that you wanted to take Paranormal Crossroads to television. Oh, my gosh. It's been amazing. Um, The most terrifying thing I've ever done. I've done a lot of fundraising. I love Make-A-Wish. I've worked with them for over 20 years. I uh, work with Grateful Rescue right now, and I've done a ton of things with other animal groups. I'm all about, like, what can we do to help? Mm -hmm. But I mean, do you want to talk about like putting yourself out there and being like, can you help me? <laughs> that right. was terrifying. Um, but we uh, we really felt it was important um, with Paranormal Crossroad. We've seen um, a movement uh, in or- sort of this organic response to this show that we put out of people saying more people need to see this. More people need to know that you can find peace. And the story with Paranormal Crossroad is we're not ghost hunters. Um, I liked the term. I was on a show the other night, a paranormal show, and he said we're uh, more like spirit connectors or spirit mm-hmm. spirit rescuers. Oh, spirit rescuers. I love that. I'm like, I'm in pet rescue, and now I'm in spirit <laughs> rescue. Um, because it is about taking the approach of this isn't scary. You might be scared if something is happening in your house. But that doesn't mean that what's happening, whoever is doing it, isn't also scared mm-hmm. and frustrated because you're not understanding them either. I mean, it's like speaking two different languages and you get so frustrated because neither one of you knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's come in and try to bridge that gap and figure out how, one, you can coexist, or two, we can help the spirit that's here not have to be here anymore if they don't want to be yeah, here either, right? Get a little unstuck. Like, it's, unstuck. It's been amazing stories. It's um, locally owned. It's completely run by women. It's female owned. It's owned by me um, and my partner, Kitsy. And it really is sort of um, bringing just a different approach to what might seem scary. And what we're finding out is usually it's a family member or it's, it is a spirit that might be stuck that needs some help. Um, and so in taking the feedback from people who are watching the show and saying, you know what? maybe more people do need this. Who doesn't need more peace, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're scared and you don't know who to call and you don't want to live like this, maybe watching our show will give you some ideas on how to live peacefully with Mm -hmm. the weird stuff that's going on. Um, So... We said, okay, let's do this. Let's let's do a Kickstarter. Let's see what happens. It feels like the support is there. And in three days, we got fully funded. That's incredible. We're on stretch goal number one, which is, it's not as fun for everybody else, but it's exciting for us because it's upgrading our equipment Mm -hmm. to help make the show better. We just got uh, one of our stretch goal wish lists was new microphones. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, it's super important though. It's super important. It is. So uh, as of this morning, we are approaching the $9,000 mark. And I just can't even believe that um, we're getting all of this love and support for a show that I do believe very much is bringing love and support to a lot of people who need it. Well, it's a huge community. I mean, watching your following is just it's an incredible experience. And KJ, besides IndianOriginals.com and our app, 
Where do we find out more about you and how do we support your business? Thank you. Um, KJOnTheAir.com is where you can find all things me. So my podcast, uh, the work that I do with Animal Rescue and Paranormal Crossroad, all there. Um, If you want to watch the show or you want to find out more about, you know, our Kickstarter and throw a few bucks at an Indiana original that is female owned and doing original work, um, you can go to ParanormalCrossroad.com. KJ, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters, and thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals, Indiana.Gifts, and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana Original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about Why Local Matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. And check out indianaoriginals.com.